Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'd like to remind people that astrology is not a belief system any more than math is or chemistry. It's a methodology. It's a tool, and if you want to try it out, try it out like a system. Hi, welcome to Being Home with Hunker. I'm your host, Lori Gunning-Grossman. Today on the show, we have Ophi from the Astro Twins. The Astro Twins are professional astrologers and twin sisters, Ophi and Tali. As authors and the official astrologers for Elle magazine and the matchmakers on Amazon Prime Video show Cosmic Love, their work reaches millions. As they say, their mission is to keep bringing the stars down to Earth interpreting ancient wisdom with a practical twist. Ophi and Tali recently released their latest book, The Astro Twins 2023 Horoscope, which is a complete guide to every zodiac sign. We talk about their new book at the top of this episode and why they're dubbing 2023 as the year of What If? In this conversation, we talk about how this new year is a year of restructuring. And she explains the two big astrological events that are happening in the first quarter of the year. She shares how the law of attraction is making a comeback this year, where the thoughts that we have will show up quickly and will materialize in the physical universe. So do your vision boards, everyone. Also, on the home front, if you're thinking about moving or want to sell your home, Ophi divulges the months when not to do it this year. Okay, so you're going to want to listen to this if you're thinking about doing that. She also talks about the best months for organizing your finances and getting any home repairs done. And finally, we talk feng shui astrology, how it can work with the element that's specific to our birth year to help us support us in our homes. This is such a fun and informative conversation. I really think you're going to love it. So let's welcome our guest, Ophi from the Astro Twins. Okay, Ophi, here's what I'm curious about your book. When do you start writing this? Do you start writing it like in the middle of the year for the next year? Probably around the spring, yeah. Mm. Well, actually, one of my rituals is the first week of January. I like to go and grab all the planetary placements for the coming year and organize them. You know, some people organize their drawers and their homes. I organize the planets into a monthly kind of cheat sheet. And we have a whole process. Actually, I have an amazing person who's been working with us for probably nine of those years. And now she even knows how to do it herself. So yeah, just kind of take a look at what's going to be happening. Then we start. Oh my God, I love it. So some people are like organizing their closets, but you're organizing the planets. (laughs) (laughs) It's very cool. We all have our thing. (laughs) I love your thing. Here's what I want to know. Was there a clue from your childhood that being in astrology was going to be your life's work? 
Probably not, except that my sister and I went to space camp when we were in sixth grade. So we okay. were, you know, someone asked us the other day, like, did you guys just play with crystals and tarot cards? I was like, I didn't even have access to that. I don't even know what that was, unless wow. I dug up some quartz in my sandbox in Detroit or something by accident. But yeah. we were interested in planets. We were interested in enigmas and... Uh, the paranormal. We, when we were in middle school, we read all these books by this young adult author, Lois Duncan. I don't know if you know her work. No. Like, they were all about these teenage girls who had parapsychological powers. Like the girl with silver eyes who could move things with her thoughts. Or, yeah. um, so I guess we were always attracted to that. But I think being a twin, you're born in a relationship and always tuning into other people. So that was probably what prepped us for our astrology career the most because it's about tuning in and reading people. That's very cool. So then it wasn't until I feel like I heard this. It wasn't until you were in college that the world of astrology opened up to you. Yeah. I mean, I would, well, we did have a paper route and we would have to open up the newspapers to put the little coupons inside. And it was always open to the comics and astrology page. So we'd read our horoscopes there. Yeah. We didn't make much of it. It wasn't until I think one of our friends in college was like, I'm a Libra with an Aries rising and a Taurus moon. I remember. And I was like, well, what does that mean? What rising moon? What? Yeah. What am I? How do I know? So I started digging around. This was in the early 90s. So I had to go and look in books. And then my boyfriend in college gave me a chart as a gift for my 21st birthday. And it was the whole chart. I found out that I was a Sagittarius, but also had four planets in Scorpio. And then mm. I was like, this explains all these puzzle making parts of myself. It just made so much sense. I was like, okay, what is this and how can I learn more? So for people who are listening who might not know, when it comes to our astrology, is that we call it our own astrology? So your moon, your sun? Yeah, your chart. Yeah, Your chart, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you feel like it's important for everybody to know their moon sign, their sun sign, and their rising sign? You know, not everyone will be able to know their rising sign because you have to know mm. your time of birth. And some people say, well, I can't do my chart then. But you absolutely can. You you won't know the houses that all the planets are in, which are kind of the areas of life that those planets are activating. But there's so much you can discover about yourself. I think of the birth chart. It's it's basically a map of where all the planets were in relation to where you were on Earth at your moment of birth. And... So you entered, you incarnated, and that's the snapshot or the screenshot of the sky if, you know, you were looking up overhead where everything was um, yeah. in relation to the Earth. So it gives you a map. Each planet represents a different area of life or your personality or your nature. So it's it's like having a little rough instruction manual to yourself, like Mercury in your chart shows how you communicate. That could be helpful to know, right? The moon is how you respond to things emotionally or what your intuition guides you to do. So that's also helpful to know. The more you know about yourself, since yeah. human beings are our own biggest blind spot, I like to say the more facility and actual free will you gain. It's kind of the paradox of astrology. It's so fascinating. It's really cool. <laughs> 
Do you know your big three, as they call it these days? I do know my big three. I am a Virgo sun. Mm. I am a Capricorn moon and a Gemini rising. Oh, how perfect for what you do. So Gemini rules communication. So the rising sun often orients you to what you're interested in. And here you are with a podcast. Virgo loves homes and organizing and curating and journalism and talking to people. (laughs) So it is useful because you're like, oh, it's very validating. I do do what my chart says. It's very cool. And it's, it's interesting to think about it as just another way to know ourselves. Yeah. Let's talk about your book. Okay. Okay. So this book, it's the Astro Twins 2023 Horoscope Guide. So basically, it's it's a big book of predictions for 2023 in different areas mm-hmm. within our own signs. So in different areas of like love, career, money, relationships. Mm-hmm. And what I found really interesting is that you are dubbing this the year of what if. Mm-hmm. 2023, the year of what if. How did this theme come up for you? As we were writing the book, we found ourselves saying that phrase a lot and in two different ways. One was like, oh, no, what if the economy crashes? What if the economy doesn't crash? What if this? Mm. And also in an intrigued way, because there's a lot of technology and innovation coming up. So it's like, what if actually it did go like this? Or what if Mm. we could? So we thought that that, you know, the theme kind of presents itself as we go and We wanted to encourage people to get out of like a worrying and fearful mindset because the news feed is doing its own job stoking that and to be more innovative and curious. Like even if there is, you know, a big economic shakeup, then it also makes space for innovation and creativity. We've had them before on this planet. We've survived. So that's also the whole idea of writing the book. So every year has crappy times and good times, opportunities and challenges. And when you actually know when those periods might be, I mean, you should greet every day as an opportunity, but there are cycles that are more favorable. And why not know them and be ready for them? So cycles that are more favorable or even more challenging for each person, depending on our sign, Mm -hmm. but then also as a collective. Yes, exactly. And how do we balance those two? Like, do we look more at our own personal sign? So like, say I'm a Virgo. Do I look more at that in the book? And then am I also just taking in what the greater planets are telling us for the greater whole? I think it's both, okay? Because... The planets are divided into what are called the inner and the outer planets. The inner Mm -hmm. planets are the ones, you know, the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. They move quickly and, you know, they stay in one zodiac sign for up to two months. But, you know, the moon every two and a half days. So they move faster throughout the zodiac. And each time they move into a new sign, a different part of your life gets activated. So they more affect the day-to-day aspects of your life. And we cover some of that in the individual chapters of the book. But the outer planets, Jupiter, Saturn, uh, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, they move slowly. They can move, they can take 20 years, Pluto, to go through a sign. So they 
cause more generational trends. Mm. We write about those in the books. You get it's just like reading the news yeah. and then reading your text messages. <laughs> you know, the news yes. and the things yeah. that are happening in the world affect you, yeah. and, you know, your life. Like if if there's a war, you may not be in the middle of it, but it might affect what you pay for food or gas. So you want to know about that. Right. But then on a personal level, the chapter about Virgo is going to tell you about making those decisions that are more about your family, your love life, your career, and that kind of thing. Yes. Well, I went through and underlined a whole bunch of things under Virgo. Oh, how Virgo-like of you. You know, one day that I'm going to put in my calendar is April 11th, mm-hmm. the Day of the Miracles. You wrote it here. Yes. Yes. Why is that the Day of the Miracles? Well, It sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> so once a year, the sun meets up at the same degree in the sky as Jupiter, the planet of luck and opportunity. And the mm. sun energizes. And so it's said to be this, you know, very fortunate day because the sun creates confidence, boldness, and opportunity. And Jupiter gives us this courage and optimism and vision. So the, yeah. the combining of them does that. Yes. So if anyone's planning on launching something or trying something new, is that the day to do it? Mm-hmm. For most people, it's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a great one. And you can see in your individual chapter which part of your life right. that is going to specifically do. Yeah. But yeah, the energy overall should be one of, you know, hope. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing to have in the new year. <laughs> it's in short supply. Yeah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I saw that you had mentioned in the book that January 21st is a new moon mm-hmm. and that it is recommended that we write our intentions then, like treat that as the new year. Yeah. Because that's the lunar new year? It's the lunar new year. Okay. Yes. So it's the first new moon of the year mm-hmm. and new moons are great for beginnings. We have Mercury, which is the ruling planet of Virgo. Mercury is going retrograde. Anyone who's into astrology even a little bit or even isn't has probably heard about Mercury retrograde, whether they know what it is or not. Mm -hmm. So 
Mercury rules technology and communication and travel, and it passes the Earth in its orbit three or four times a year. And if you've ever been in like a car where you've passed another car and it creates the appearance that you're going backwards, that's mm -hmm. kind of what a retrograde is. So it's like one planet's moving faster than the other. So the speed difference makes it creates this optical illusion. Okay. And so when that happens, all things governed by Mercury go a little haywire or can. Mm. And that's going on till January 18th in the sign Capricorn, which rules planning. So even if you do set New Year's resolutions, you may end up recrafting them. So we figure, you know, draft some up, but wait until, you know, that new moon is a really ideal do-over date. Very cool. So that's a date to perhaps sit and really get clear about the year ahead. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a book and read up what you're supposed to be working on so you can, you know, manifest around that. Yeah. Do you have your own rituals around doing this in addition to organizing the planets? <laughs> um, you know, I, I'd like to pretend that I do. I get a little ritual lazy. My twin okay. is more oh. we're very different. We joke that she's like more of that person. I'm kind of the alien. So my rituals are usually like moving data around and stuff like that. Like, what's happening here? But uh, she gets me to do those kinds of things more often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a balance. She has a balance going mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like by the time it's the new year, I'm already thinking about 2024. I'm like, oh. I have to remind myself, like, hey, you haven't even gotten through this year. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about 2023, because you had mentioned that it's a year of restructuring. Mm -hmm. That was something in the book. and Yep, it is restructuring. Do you mean that all around, whether it's in our own homes, it's in our community, it's in the greater world? Yeah, well, there are two big things that are happening in the first quarter of the year in March. So on March 7th, Saturn, which rules structure, is going into Pisces, which is a sign that hates structure. Mm. So and it's going to be there for two and a half years. So we're going to oh. have this. In, yeah, <laughs> hasn't been there since the mid 90s. Okay. So Saturn takes about almost 30 years to come back to each sign. So we're going to have this period where we're going to be balancing like being very organized and very kind of having to go with the flow, like the best laid plans and uh, and finding more creative ways to structure our lives. You can already see that. I mean, everything is becoming so decentralized from work to school to shopping to like, you know, I'm running between all these different locations to do. You can you can really do what you need to do almost anywhere. But what's happening is like, because we're so free, we've almost become more burdened. Like, I'm free with my schedule, but I can't take that trip because I need to bring all this equipment with me now. Or I need to, you know, right. you as a podcaster might find that. I'd love to go to Europe, but I have to take all my studio stuff. Or yeah. So we're going to be finding, I think, a good balance between, like, the kind of staying in one place and moving around. I've I've been referring to 2023 as a year of clicks and mortar instead of bricks and mortar, where we're going to find that midpoint between where technology is useful and where we also want that real-time, real-life interaction with people. So, Ooh, okay. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. March 7th, mark your calendars. <laughs> Even if you don't. It's coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something else I love that you wrote, yeah, I saw it in the book, is that uh, when it comes to mindset, the law of attraction is a focus here. 
Yeah, it's making a comeback, you know. Uh, some of us watched The Secret. When did it come out? Like 2006 or seven? you know? Yeah. Now, like, Law of Attraction sounds, like, kind of dated in a way. But it's not, you know? Hey, I might even just blow the dust off a copy of The Secret and watch it or yeah. read it or whatever. Yeah. So it is, it is very much a year where the thoughts that you have will show up pretty quickly and materialize in the physical universe. So be very aware of that. I'm into it. I'm here for that. When it comes to home, is there a best month in 2023 for people to move or to buy a home or to sell a home? Or does that all depend on your sign? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Absolutely. I'll tell you when not to do that. Go. Um, And I'm going to get you the exact dates here. It's when Venus, which rules... Beauty and money and opportunity and wealth and magnetism. Venus is going to be retrograde July through September. Let me get the actual date here. Okay. We have everything in the book by chapter. So, okay, July 22nd to September 3rd. Not so much. Okay. Taurus rules real estate. Um, and Jupiter is in Taurus from May 16th on. So, cutting out that time, July through September. It's really July and August. After September 3rd, October, November, December can be great for that, for sure. Okay, I love that. Prior to the first half of the year, I think is more about like, I would say just organizing all your finances, get the home repairs done, you know, all everything financial get in order first. Mm, Okay. Not that you shouldn't do that at any time, but astrologically. Okay. It's a good time to do it. Mm -hmm. I want to stick on the topic of home because I was also wondering if there are ways for people to work with their astrological signs within their homes to help support them, to help create what they need. Mm -hmm. Can you give us some tips? I don't know if it's for each sign, something. Sure. I could do it by element. We actually did a whole... um, feng shui and astrology course with Mm -hmm. kate mckinnon who i know has been on the show before and we we worked with the elements the lunar new year elements for that we have a whole curriculum about that with home so i could talk about that too let's talk about that yeah Yeah, let's talk about it from that because we have the lunar new year the year the water rabbits starting Mm -hmm. on january 21st 22nd the eve of the 21st and So if you're born in a year that ends in zero or one, you're the metal element. So we actually, with our home reset course, have a whole design guide because each of these elements has its own style. So metal people like things structured, organized. They tend to like whites and silvers and grays and that kind of thing and more modern fixtures. Uh, the water years are the ones that end in two or three. We're in one now, 22 and 23. If you're born in a water year, you like more flow. I mean, this won't show, but this curvy lamp behind me, like yeah. shapes that look like waves. I'm born in a water year. So black, navy, uh, kind of more of that boho chic layered flow. And then wood is someone who's born in a year that ends in four or five. They like sort of, Wood, columnar, traditional, upright, strong pieces, um, you know, things shelving, things in their place, more traditional and classic. 
pinstripes all the way down to the textiles and patterns that you get cool. uh fire people born in six and seven years bright colors triangular shapes um purples reds oranges blues primary colors graphic arts graffiti like they might even if they have traditional furniture they'll throw in some like really modern kind of like Basquiat type of art and that kind of thing. Yeah. Lighting is really important. Um, and then Earth, uh, born in the years eight and nine, uh, that end in eight and nine. And they're more like square and low and the big sofa that you sink into. My friend who's born in 1969 has this gigantic L-shaped deep couch that, you know, like gather yeah. around for movie night. And right. You know, handmade pottery, terracotta kind of thing. Now, there's in this system that we call feng shui astrology, each element supports the one after it. So if you have people in your home, mm. you know, the metal person, the zero and one year will support the two and three year, but it'll chop the wood. It's like, so kind of skip a sign. Every other sign challenges the one two elements away. So you you have these dynamics in your home that are really helpful to know because you can decorate or zone or separate people as needed depending on their elements. So Yeah. That is so cool. My husband and I have the same year. Okay. We have the so the same ending and we're very much on the same wavelength, we're like, what we like. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to think about when we live with other people who have a different element and uh, trying to match everybody's needs. It's very hard, and even their social needs, because like you just described, Earth, they love to nurture and plant roots and kind of really hunkering is an yeah. Earth. It's hunkering down is so yeah. Earth, you know? Right, right. Whereas water, we're like night people, and we like to flow, and we leave stuff all over the place. Or, you know, like some yeah. some elements are more organized. Or Yeah, so you have to like create different zones and social spaces spaces too. Yes. And then each year, do you feel like there's a new thing that each element could work on in their home or? Yeah, sure. We're in a water year again in a second water year. So mm -hmm. if you are a metal person, a zero or one, I would say work on just bringing a little bit more energy, like literally flowing through your space. You know, metal mm -hmm. metal is the pipe that water flows through. So it could be a great year for a metal person to do a home-based business. Water represents money Ooh. and abundance. So let the water flow through that uh, through, through your pipes, you know, yes. and let feelings flow too. Uh, metal people can be very suppressed. They're very critical. They, they cut, they're sharp. So soften it up a little bit. Find a little more compassion for people. Yeah. And then if you're a two or three water year person, then you get another year of kind of being, quote unquote, in your element. Okay. And you get to kind of just prowl around at night working in or in the wee hours. Water people love when no one else is up and they can just get into the zone and lose track of time or create little tributaries mm. that you can flow. So very creative. Yeah. For wood people, water nourishes wood. So if you're a four or five year, water, um, you know, what can you grow this year? What mm. needs more support and what, quote unquote, water to grow from 
some, you know, a little shoot into a tree. Which projects would you like to work on? Right. And then fire is challenged by water as you water puts out a fire. Yeah. So it's one more year for fire people to just kind of calm down. You got to keep calm a little bit because that water is mm. is telling you, hey, this isn't the year to to blaze up everything. Just okay. Simmer. It's fine. Yeah. We don't have to be. We don't have to be at full blaze every year. So yeah. the next two years, 24 and 25, will be wood years. Wood feeds fire. And oh. then they can blaze it up. So if they can simmer down a little, they can get focused, sit still, and figure out what they're going to want to nurture in 24 and 25. Yeah. And then last but not least, the earth in the eight and nine years. You know, earth is the is the one that can suppress water because it absorbs water. Right. So I think Earth people are probably going to be working another year on healthy boundaries and relationships. Like feel, you know, Earth people kind of feel like they have to take care of everyone and they get absorbed in everyone else's lives and business or projects and not enough in their own. So letting people learn their own lessons and you just get yourself grounded instead of yeah. trying to organize everyone else. Okay. You know what else I like that you have in your book is where people will be lucky yeah. in the upcoming year, according to your sign, Yeah, which I think is so cool. You know, we threw that in in the last minute. Oh. We were like, you know what? I think more than ever now, every year we add something new to the book. And there are some years where people don't want it light and fluffy, but it's like now more than ever, we're parsing through so much information. And I feel like if you don't get that quick top note kind of thing, then you're not going to yeah. be able to read the whole thing. You're going to be digging around looking for the main, where, you know, what, what do people really need to know and want to know? Right. Tell me where my challenges are. Tell me where I'm going to be lucky. Tell me yeah. the good days. And, right. and then I'll read the rest, you know, after that with a calm mind, not like, oh no, what am I going to find in here? Ah. So, <laughs> Where are you going to be lucky this year, according to your sign? What is your sign? Sagittarius. Okay. Um, supposedly, according to these two twin astrologers, I'm going to be lucky in creativity and health. So, Ooh. and then, yeah, I'll take Great it. Great ones. Um, I just have two more questions for you. Mm -hmm. So, one is kind of just like a roundup of everything. Like, is there one thing or some things that you would want people to know? about astrology, about how to use it or to be open to it? What is something you would want to leave people who might be a little bit new new to it that are listening? Yeah, well, if you're new and open and curious, don't feel like you have to learn it all at once. Just start reading about your own zodiac sign. And then, you know, you can come to our website, astrostyle.com, and do your whole chart if you want. You can get a quick explanation. You need your time, date, and place of birth to do an accurate one. If you don't know the mm -hmm. time, do your best guess. But but learn it one bite at a time. Don't feel so intimidated that you can never learn it. But just take it one planet at a time, your moon sign next or your rising sign. And that's enough even if you just know those, even if you just know about your sun sign. For the people who are like, ah, oh, this is a bunch of 
crap. It's just pseudoscience. Like, I just say, yeah. fine, you don't have to believe in it. Yeah. Don't believe it. I'd like to remind people that astrology is not a belief system any more than math is or chemistry. It's a methodology. It's a tool. And if you want to try it out, try it out like a system. Don't, you know, you don't just keep believing whatever you believe, you know, try it, do your chart, get a chart reading if you really want to know, uh, if you're really out to test if it works and yeah. see what resonates. And if it doesn't resonate then, then great. There's plenty of other takers. Yes. But don't just dismiss it without trying it. Well, it's the year what if. So what if people just try it? Exactly. What if you found something that was true about yourself? I love that. Okay, so my final question for you, as you know, hunker is all about home, home and design, mm -hmm. hunkering down. Love it. What does being home mean to you? For me, it is freedom. It's a place where I can just be. I don't have to think about putting on a performance for anyone or putting on a persona. It's, it's, it's a space that I can... I don't want to say control, but maybe it's kind of true. Just it's where I can just really move freely. It's I, I love working at home. I get creative here. It's just spread out, expand vision, no limits, no rules, nobody telling you what you can and can't do or be. Ophie, I am so happy I got to talk with you. I've been wanting to have you on this podcast and. I love what you and Tali are putting out there. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll send everyone to your site so they can, is it saying find your birth chart? Is that what you say? Yeah. You can do a calculation of it. We'll give them the book with the webinar link and yeah. home reset if you want to check out uh, feng shui and astrology more in the year mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah. Yes. Got lots and lots for you there. Or just come and read your daily or weekly or monthly horoscope or learn about your sign. We have so much content on there to dig into. I love it. People can come visit you and just dig in. Please do. Please do. Dig into the what if. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Hunker down. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been yeah, so fun. Thank you so much. Have a great new year, everyone. Same to you. To learn more about Ophi, Tali, and the Astro Twins, visit their website, astrostyle.com, to find out more about the courses they offer, including their Home Reset Feng Shui and Astrology course, and their free birth chart calculator. There, you can also order a copy of the Astro Twins 2023 Horoscope Guide, especially if you want to see where you'll be luckiest in the new year. Our show notes have links to everything, including other episodes I think you might like, such as my chat with Feng Shui expert, Kate McKinnon. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, Senior Designer Maury Men, and Director of Audience Development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. All right, I'm going to have to do a little purple. One second. Please don't put that at the end.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 